0: If you've got your Bibles and you want to turn to Mark chapter 2, I'm just going to read a few verses here this morning. And, um, Mark chapter 2 and the first five verses of this chapter it says, and again, he being Jesus entered into Capernaum after some days and it was noised that he was in the house And straightway many were gathered together, insomuch that there was no room to receive them, no, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. They come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born afore. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed, wherein the sick of the palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. And we're going to talk about following through on my faith today. Following through on my faith. Let's pray for the lesson. Lord, we love you this morning and thank you for your word again. Thank you for giving us that measure of faith. Lord, we're thankful that One grain of faith can move a mountain. Lord, we're thankful that all that happens in your name. Bless us. Let us hear what you would say today. We're going to praise you for it in Jesus' name. And again, everyone said amen. And give him one more hand clap for his word today. Thankful for the word of God. We thank you today. You can be seated. And God bless you. And thank you for being in the house of the Lord today. Following through on my faith. It's easy, to, it's easy to, to have faith. A lot of times people think it's just not easy to have faith. It's easy to have faith. It's the follow through. That's often uh, the stumbling block. It's because sometimes it's just the way that it's taught that people, they, through the teaching, they just, well, faith is something that you have, but it just once you have faith, it just works on its own. But faith, is given to us to do things with. And so we want to follow through on our faith. And uh, in this story, uh, this time in the life of the Lord, he was, uh, I I just like going sometimes, you know, verse by verse, but it says uh, Jesus was in the house and uh, he's in this house. And and that's where powerful things start happening. There was something, there was a lot of things that's not even recorded that was happening that day because of the crowd that was there. We know that whenever Jesus was anywhere, he was doing what he came to do. And uh, whenever we come and gather together in the house of the Lord, we need to remember that he's here uh, Matthew 18 and 19, this is, remember, it tells us, Again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. So you can get things done on earth from the Father in heaven. He said, for where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I in the midst of them. He said, so when you're gathered together, when we come here to worship him, we gather together in his name, rest assured he's here. And it says that uh, in that house, it said it was noised that he was in the house. In other words, people were telling others. That's why this uh, crowd broke out and why this crowd began to gather because people were saying, Jesus is in that house. Fourth house on the left, go down the street, Turn in, you'll see the crowd. You'll, you'll see them about two three blocks out probably. They're there. That's where he's at. He's there. And if we would just begin to tell people that Jesus is in the house, that he's here, and that's not something you just say to, to sound churchy or to sound spiritual, but we believe the scripture that when we gather together in his name, now that doesn't have to just be here. It can be in your home. It can be in your apartment. It can be uh, two or three of you in your car driving down the road and begin talking about the Lord, and and you're going to feel that presence of the Lord. He's just saying, when you're gathered together in my name, he said, I'm there. But people had heard that Jesus was there. They knew what he could do, had heard about the things he was doing, and they began to flock to this house so that you could not even get in the door the the fame of Jesus was known and was becoming more and more known throughout the land and if we would just you know we make a lot of things big and a lot of things famous but what if we made him famous you know what if we made him uh you know we we you know I would hate for it to be said that the best kept secret among Christians is Jesus because we'll invite them because of a program. Uh, oh, we've got this, we've got this, and we offer this, and we have this, and we've got this for the kids, and we've got this for the young adults, we've got this for the marriage, we've got this for the singles, we've got this for the seniors, we've got this, we've got And we, we talk about other things, but what if, what if it was just enough to know that Jesus was here? Why should I come to church with you? Because Jesus is there. Well, what do, and then, well, what do you offer for this group? Jesus. Uh, what do you offer for the kids, Jesus? Because we are complete in him. And i and I'm and I love all the stuff. Don't get me wrong. We had a great time with our group yesterday, our our life group. We went hiking and had a good crowd that went with us. I mean, we had a great time. It was just fun, you know, fellowship and talking and doing all the things and you know, people picking up snakes and uh uh, I said that'd be something. They see a bunch of Pentecostals in the wood handling a snake. That's going. Uh, so it, it, I'm glad nobody got a picture of that. I hope they did. But no, I'm kidding. But it was. Yeah, you know, we had a great time. We did. We had a really good time. And I, I enjoy all those things. But when it comes down to what we do and what we're about, uh, it's about Him. And He should be enough. You know, if it's if it comes down to everything, where if it comes down to a point where we couldn't, you know, you know, like like it got for a while where we couldn't meet and couldn't get together. What, it, you know, He should be enough. And if we just will magnify the Lord together, exalt His name and stuff, and and tell the world about Him, uh, tell our families, our friends, people that you meet, that Jesus is in the house. And Jesus was there in that house. And he wasn't just standing over in the corner saying, oh, everybody look at me. He was preaching the word. He was giving them instruction. He, you know, in one place, Jesus said, the words I speak are spirit and life. Uh, he wasn't just having conversations about the weather. He was uh, touching people's lives with his word. He was, and, and, and an atmosphere of faith was being created because he was in the house. The Bible says, faith comes by hearing and hearing through the preached word, and here was Jesus preaching the word. An atmosphere for the miraculous was being created in that house. It was happening and people were flocking to that and, and they wanted to see what will He do? Everywhere he went, he did miracles. Cities, towns, villages, desert places, cemeteries, in boats, on stormy seas. It, it didn't matter where he was. He was always doing the miraculous, always touching somebody's life. And, and he was there that day uh, to do the miraculous. And, and here's the thing, just knowing, though, that he's there, that's not enough. It can't just be, uh, I, I need to get to him. You know, I, I don't want to just go where he's at and then nothing happened. Many times we read where he was in a place and people received nothing because they didn't believe in him. They didn't, you know, or they didn't try. But what I do see in scripture is that people that would follow through on their faith got what they were looking for. Yeah. And these, on this day with this great service and this great crowd, uh, there are four guys that are going to teach a great lesson. About not just having faith that Jesus could do something, but following through on what they believed. They believed that he was able to heal. They had a friend in need that he couldn't get to Jesus by himself, so we're gonna get him there because we know this will make a difference. And so they carried this sick man uh, to Jesus, uh, but they couldn't, uh, when they got there, they couldn't get to him. And here's the thing. It's many times in a service. You ever been in service and you're like, oh, God, i got to touch the Lord. I need God to help me. I need something today. But then you feel like everything is blocking you. Yeah. You know, they couldn't get to him. And they could have said, well, man, it's just too crowded. You've got, you know, this is a bed. We're trying to carry. We, there's no way for us to get you there. We'll, we'll find him in another place. We'll find him another time. And don't let the first thing that tries to hinder you, stop you from going on and getting to Jesus. Look, they couldn't get to him, but he was not inaccessible. He was still accessible because they fixing to prove that if you want, if there's a will, there's a way. If you really want something from God, you can get there. If he's there, then you can get what you need to. You don't have to let anybody or anything Stand between you and the miraculous. There's a way to get what you need. But we, too easily, we let the things that we see or the things that are, we hear, something that's happening, stop us from, they, they came that day not to just hear, If they knew he was there. They wanted their friend healed, and, and so they, they had desire. They wanted to follow through on their faith. They wanted to get their friend healed. It wasn't about them getting their healing. We've got a friend that's got a need. And we want to get him to Jesus. And I see the crowd. I realize there's an obstacle to this. There's a situation we got to work out. And somebody, I don't know which one, said, you know, we could take him through the roof. And I don't hear anybody say, no, man. Everybody's like, Good idea. Let's do it. If it will get us to him, then let's do it. Let's go and take, the, take, take it off. You know, let's, let's rip the roof off. Let's don't walk away. Uh, you know, I, I'm not going to leave because of the crowd. There's always an excuse. There's always a reason that is just waiting to challenge your faith, to, to get you to oh, now, hold up now. You don't want to step out and be the first one to step out. You don't want it all eyes on you. You, know, you don't want to embarrass yourself by standing or lifting your hands or or coming down and kneeling and and you you know, wait wait till everybody starts. Wait till something else happens. There's always something trying to stop you, to back get you to back down, walk away. I'll try that another day. Just but you end up leaving empty-handed. And 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 then you know, we'll just rationalize it. So, we don't feel bad that we didn't get what we were looking for that day. Just think about that guy all the way there. Man, I have seen Jesus heal people and they walk, I've seen him do it. And they're telling him all these stories. He's getting excited. This could be the last day that I ever have to lay on this bed. And they're talking to him, and he's laying there, and he's looking. Really? Did you see that? Oh, yeah, I did. And, man, and I've heard he opened blinded eyes. Somebody told me he walked on water, raised a dead girl. Up. Man, he just, and just, they're, they're building this guy's faith up all the way there. And they get there, and, uh, man, just not today. He's cr- he would be crushed. Like, Are you kidding me? We've walked four miles or five miles, however long they carried him. And you've been telling me all these stories about what Jesus can do. And and just because there's a crowd, you're not going to try to get me in there. We've got to stop letting things stop us. We've got to realize that we can uh, run through a troop and leap over a wall if we have to. We've got to realize that if there's uh, a place where there's two or more gathered in his name, he's there. And if he's there, he's accessible. And it, it, it might be, you know, right now, uh, it, there might be some things in the way, but, but he's never inaccessible if you're willing to follow through on your faith and say, so I didn't come here today to leave like I came. I didn't come here today so I could just be unchanged and unmoved. And, and I didn't come here today to sit back and watch everybody else getting their blessings, I just watching people get touched and get healed and get blessed and get delivered and me just sit there going, oh, why not me? I don't want to rationalize why I didn't get my touch today. We miss out because we just settled in and then walk away. The miracles that we miss because it was just too much trouble to get to Jesus today. Having a need isn't enough. That's just simply not enough. We must follow through. We talk about the Lord's attracted to need, and, and He and He will come to your need, and 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 He will. He'll supply every need. He 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 does that. He supplies all of our needs according to His riches and glory. This scripture for Him, you know, uh, taking care of us and blessing us and all these things. He does that. But just having a need isn't enough. How many times do we read in Scripture? Well. What do you want? He would ask them. his This is Bartimaeus, blind as a bat. He knows he's blind. What do you want me to do? Oh, that I might receive my sight. You know, how many times would we just, Lord, if you would just read my mind and just take care of it, me not have to say nothing or do nothing, that would be great. Well, wouldn't that be great just for while you're asleep at night, but just be like your phone updating. Oh, while I was asleep, the Lord just took care of all my needs. I woke up and everything was fine. I didn't have to do nothing. You can't even get your phone updated unless you plug it in, right? So it's, yeah. But what if we were to say, you know, God, I'm not letting nothing stop me. I believe in you. I believe in who you are. I believe in what you can do. I believe in the power that's in your name. I believe your word. I believe I've got faith. And, and so i want to do more than just sit here and say, i got faith, Lord, you come to me. By faith, they went to him. You hear me? <laughs> by faith, everywhere you re- read it, by faith, they went to him. Even when he stepped into the land of the Gadarenes with a man possessed with a legion of devils, full of devils, he ran and fell down and worshiped. He ran to him. And so, uh, so many times, if we would just realize, I've got this faith, but I've got to go to him. And when we believe that he can do anything, and then we do nothing, we simply testify against ourselves that our faith is dead. Because I've said this before, I said, you can have faith and it's either dead or alive. Because faith without works is dead. So you can have faith and have dead faith. The problem is, is that we think dead faith is still faith. But it's not. It's just like if your dog dies and you take him to the taxidermist and get him stuffed and sit him in your living room, that's my dog. He don't bark. I don't feed him. I don't walk him. He don't that's simply an image of what could be alive or what used to be alive and I don't want to have dead faith I don't want to be just say oh I believe well, what do you do with that oh, I don't do nothing but I believe it I just, but I'm going to say it because I just let Jesus take care of all of it Because faith is not something you, that you just pack inside and hide it away look faith can open any door if we put it to work. It can move mountains if we put it to work. At the least, we have to at least speak to our problem. Jesus said, whatsoever a man saith, that will he have. So at the very least, we've got to uh, stop clenching our teeth and start opening our mouth and proclaiming that we know what the power of the Lord can do. But when we settle and accept and put it off, we miss out on the opportunities for great things to happen. Brother Arnold said this in one of his books I was reading, that unpracticed truth is no better than false doctrine. And man, I, 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 that hit me. I was like, "Woo!" When you believe in something but you do nothing about it, it's, it's no better than false doctrine because false doctrine don't produce anything. And uh, unpracticed truth does not produce anything. And when we know what faith in him can do and don't practice it, it's just not It's not faith at all. And so, what if they walked away? What if that day they decided, Nope, you know, I don't want to cancel out my faith by turning back on it. I've come this far, you know. Oh, but I guess I guess it's just not meant for me. Oh, if we can get that negative thinking out of our mind. I came this far sweating and and straining carrying this guy because I believed that Jesus was going to make a difference today. Oh, there's a crowd. See, I've missed out on a lot of hamburgers because of crowds. My wife will tell you, if we pull up to a restaurant and that line's wrapped around the building, nah, let's just go home and make a sandwich. I wanted McDonald's I wanted them fries I wanted that apple pie I wanted that quarter pounder with cheese I, I, that's what I wanted I wanted it bad but I said I am not sitting here and waiting I ain't doing it so let's just go home I'll just make something at the house and a lot of people that's what happens they get all the way to where it's accessible but either they won't follow through they won't wait they won't, uh, I, I got up I came to church no, I'm not going to the altar. I'm not going to lift my I'm not even going to pray. I'm not going to worship. I'm not going to say nothing. I'm going to wait till God slaps me out of my chair. Well, guess what? He ain't going to do it. It ain't going to happen. Uh, you know, it's, I, I don't want to sit there and just, mm-hmm, come on, Lord, knock, knock me out. Well, you don't want the Lord to knock you out. What you want to do is say, by faith, I'm going to get what I need from the Lord. I don't want to come this far and then turn my back on all the steps, the progress I made toward an answer. And then just because of, oh, wow, look at all these people. I guess I'll just go back home and, uh, you know, I, I, we'll, we'll just try it another day. Well oh, friend, there was a crowd everywhere he went every day. 5,000 men and women children followed him out into a desert place. It, it was going to be crowded. If you didn't want to deal with a crowd, you was going to have a hard time getting in touch with Jesus. And so, uh, but they, they didn't just walk away. They decided, I'm going to do something that seems very extreme. Uh, we're going to have to tear some things up. We're going to have to move some obstacles. And, and I'm sure they, they if there was that many people there, they probably had to tell, hey, I need you to just clear us a spot. We just need to get to the wall. Just let us get to the edge of the house. I don't know if there were stairs out there. Somebody had a ladder. I don't know who scaled that house, how they got that. It would have been something to see. Because, man, when somebody's just dead weight, I don't care how little they weigh, trying to hoist just dead weight up to the roof and then tear open the roof, they did something extreme. They moved some obstacles. It got a little messy probably, but they were willing to do what it took. But if they had just turned around and walked out, no miracle This probably would not even be recorded. We would have never heard about a man born of four. We would have never heard of it. But just think about through the scripture, all the other stories that would have been gone if somebody hadn't acted. What if Bartimaeus had listened to the crowd and stopped crying out? Shh, quit now. Okay, okay. I'll just stay blind, that's all right. Oh no, he said, "Uh uh-uh, I need something. And this is all I got. I can't see him, and I ain't got nobody to take me to him. So I got to make. I I, I got what. This is all I can do is I got to make a racket. I got to start crying out. And when they tried to hush him up, said he cried out even louder. And Jesus stopped and said, "What will you have me to do, Lord, that I might receive my sight?" There it was, his faith. What if the woman with the issue of blood had just accepted? I can't get through this crowd. I know, because she said within herself, I know if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole, but I don't want, you know, I'm unclean because of my issue of blood, and I don't want other people to be uncomfortable, you know, so I, I guess I'll just go home and die. She said, no, I am going to be made whole. What if uh, the ruler, Jairus, had listened when the people said, don't bother Jesus anymore, your daughter's dead. What if he have said, sorry, Lord, just, just going back. I'll, I've got to go plan a funeral. If, but no, he didn't. He went on with Jesus. What if David had listened to Saul when Saul said, you can't fight this giant. You're a youth, and he's a man of war from his youth. You can't go out there and fight this guy. What if David had listened to that? Just think about the struggles that still go on. The enemies that are still calling people out because they won't have faith enough to know that they can beat the enemy. So we need to understand that there will always be something that wants to stop you from acting in faith, because the world don't like faith, and your flesh don't understand faith. You know, you, you you've got to, tr- to to act in faith. You have got to trust God's word. Peter knew the limitations of his flesh, but he said, if that's really you, Lord, bid me to come out on this water. We'll come. And he trusted the word and started to walk on water. Paul, uh, he said, I have kept the faith. The scripture tells me to fight the good fight of faith. Something's fighting you and your faith. The Lord said, Peter, Satan has desired to, to sift you as wheat, but I've prayed for you that your faith fails not. There's something that wants to separate you from your faith. Don't get discouraged about obstacles and things that are burning. Faith works. Trust God. Keep going. Follow through on your faith. Because faith without works is still dead. So we must exercise our faith. The Bible says we're born again by the word. Faith comes by the word. We're born again in faith, saved by faith, but then we have to keep it alive. Once we get faith, we must building up ourself on our most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. That's scripture tells us as you build yourself up on your most holy faith. In other words, you know, when you first start following me, that's faith. But then you got to have faith to step out of a boat. Then you got have faith to feed a multitude. Then you got to have faith to go preach and cast devils out and heal the sick. And the Lord knew it. And how many times did uh, these men that followed him to the Lord say, where's your faith? How is it that you have no faith? Oh, ye a little faith. This was his t- closest followers. And he would turn and tell them because they wouldn't act. They, they, they wouldn't move. He, he would, you know, they, you know hey, uh, this guy wanted us to cast that devil out. We couldn't do nothing with it. Oh, how long must I be with this faithless generation? He, you know, and he, he realized that But you've got to build yourself up on your faith. The faith that started you walking is, is awesome. But, but you need that faith that's going to make you look at the enemy and say, you got to go in Jesus' name. Get behind me. And, and you've you got to have that the kind of faith where you can start speaking to the things and doing the things that Jesus did. He, he said, you'll do the things I'll do and greater things shall you do. To do those things, uh, you got to have more than just that, okay, I'll follow you, faith. you got to start having the, that working faith that God wants you to have. And so, it, hey, it's just like when a, a child is born, it's alive. You bring it home from the hospital and you say, boy, look at this perfect little beautiful baby. Well, if you don't feed it and take care of it, what happens to it? It dies. It was perfect when it was born, but it never got nurtured. It never got fed. It never got taken care of. And so it just laid there and deteriorated and it died. That's the same thing that happens to our faith a lot of times is that we get this new birth experience and it's through faith and we're so excited about it. But then what are we going to do with it? We, we have faith. God gave us faith for a reason. And so uh, remember, your faith, you, you don't just pack it inside, hide it in your heart somewhere. It said that Jesus saw their faith. But he would have never saw their faith if they had not showed up carrying a man, ripping open a roof, and letting him down. That's how he saw their faith, by what they were doing there was an action that could be seen by everyone in the room and it moved Jesus to do something about it. When Jesus saw the roof being ripped open and the man being let down so he could be healed, he, didn't, he wasn't talking about the mess they were making. He, he wasn't like, hey, you're jumping in line. You're cutting in front of people. He, wouldn't, he, he saw, it says, he saw their faith. I can see it. It's happening. Something's going on. If nothing's happening, Nothing's going on. If they never get on the roof, he doesn't see that. But he saw it because of what they did. They were following through on their faith. It's amazing how ordinary acts, when carried out in faith, produce extraordinary results. Hey, go dip in the water seven times. What? Yeah, just go walk off in that Jordan River and dip seven times. Well, he did it. And his leprosy was healed. Didn't it? The Lord put mud on a guy's eyes and now go wash. I mean, I don't have to like go to the top of a mountain, get an eagle's feather or nothing like that. No, just, just go wash your eyes out now. Oh, and he came back seeing. Sometimes it was as easy as rise up, take your, take your bed and walk or stretch forth your hand. Just simple, ordinary acts through faith that produced extraordinary results. Because someone said, "I'll just do what he said." You know, we talk about the man with the withered hand, and and uh, you know, it made him where he couldn't enter into the temple. He was, you know, he was uh, lame, so he was different. People looked at him different that day, and 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 I'm sure he didn't just walk around with it. He, said he, you know, he kept it somewhere, and he said, but I need you to stretch it forth. I need, I need people to see what's about to happen. And, and so he was willing to just say, okay, here we go. And he stretched forth his hand. Oh, it's whole. What about that? And Jesus saw because what these men were doing, because faith without works is dead. He saw what was happening. James 2 and 18, he said, I will show you my faith by my works how do you show people your faith? It's not by what you say. You need to be saying something. I believe, therefore I've spoken. We ought to be speaking it. He said, but uh, uh, some people say, well, I've got faith. Or he said, you have faith and I have works. Well, show me your faith without your works. Show How are you going to show me your faith without your works? You can't because you can't, you can't do something Scripture says you can't do. But he said, I will show you my faith by my works. A lot of people say, well, I know what's on the inside. I know what I got. Well, you, I'm not going to doubt you. You've got faith. But you can't show it to nobody. You're keeping it all to yourself. You have buried your talent in the earth. That, that whole parable of the talents is, is faith with works. They were given something, and two guys invested it and watched it grow and watched it work because what the master gave them was supposed to multiply and work. And one guy said, "Mm, I'm hiding it. I'm not going to do nothing with it. And he said, now it's exactly like it was the day you gave it to me. Is that really what you want to tell Jesus? I'm just like I was the day you filled me with the Holy Ghost and washed my sins away. I ain't done nothing. That ain't what I want to say cause he's gonna say well done good and faithful servant. Mm. It's quiet, I know. Look, we walk by faith and not by sight, but our faith should produce works that can be seen by others and most importantly by the Lord. Faith is the evidence of thing, it's the evidence of things that are unseen. You can't see faith by just saying you have it because that don't manifest it. I will show you my faith by my works. Two of the most powerful forces on earth are often misunderstood, faith and love. Both uh, both often they're unrealized and are rendered ineffective because of our refusal to act. Faith is ineffective if we don't act. And faith can move mountains, all things are possible through him that believes But faith without works is dead. That's scripture. No mountains are being moved without works. But Nothing's happening without love either. Galatians 5 and 6 says, faith works by love. Now, when we're in Christ, he says it's not about whether you're Jew or Gentile. It's not about that. When you're in him, it's about your faith that works by love. So what about love? Can you just think about it, desire it, say you have it, and people just take your word? If you love someone and then never express it, how do they know? Or they should just know. You should just know I love you. How about you just open your mouth and say them three words? That's that's always been so, my kids, my family, my wife, they ought to know I love them. Really, why don't you just say I love you? Well, they should just know. Well, let's see how it works out for you. 1 John 3 and 18. My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed, in our works, in what you do. There's to, got to be some action. If faith worketh by love, then I would venture you could say that love without works is dead also. Because if you love him, you keep his commandments. That's going to take some work. James 1 and 25 says, The doer of the work, this man will be blessed in his deed. Not the one who knows what he should do, but the one who does what he knows he should do. And so I I said this a few weeks ago, but man, I am tired of window shopping the miraculous. You know, sometimes, you know, when the shopping, you know, we shopping, you go and you look at something, and you're like, man, that's nice. I'd like to have that. Ooh, look at that price. And it stays on the other side of the glass. And that's the same thing that happens in our walk with God. Well, I'd like to have that, but are you willing to go in and pay the price to get it? Too many people say, I don't want to pay the price. I don't want to have to sacrifice. I don't want to have to give. I don't want to have to expose myself. I don't want to have to make a mess or tear things open. or, or, or you know, I, I, I don't want to be in the way. It, we can reason it away if we want to. You know, But the fact is, is you can keep saying, no, I can't afford it, I can't afford it, I can't afford it, and you never have it. But the Lord has given us enough faith Faith as a grain of a mustard seed can move a mountain. It's been given to us the measure of faith. God's given us the faith that we need to have anything that we need. He said nothing is impossible to them that believe. So it ain't like uh, when your your bank account that says, "Uh uh-uh, you can't afford that. I I get that. But what I'm telling you is that uh, with God, your faith can get you into anywhere. That miraculous power, it can get you there. Ephesians 3 and 20 says, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. That word power means mighty deed or mighty wonderful work. We're not saved by our works. I'm, I'm not jumping the line here. That ain't what I'm saying. We're saved by grace through faith. Are you saved? And that's not of works. But our life, the just shall live by faith. We've got to have a life that is a life of faith. And and we handcuff our faith by not working it. We need to work our faith. In 2 Chronicles 16 and 9, for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth. He wants to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. God's just waiting to do something. But who's going to tear open the roof? Who's going to go the extra mile? Who's going to believe him, trust him, obey him? Who's going to, uh, you know, not, not just have it in your mind or say, I got it on the inside, but, but, but who's going to step out of the boat onto the water? Who's going to say this little bit I got is enough for a multitude? Who's who's going to say that what Jesus has given me is enough for the world? Those acts that seem senseless. If somebody told you, go cast a hook, first fish you pull up, open his mouth, there'll be some money in it and go pay our tribute. What? I mean, come on. But Jesus said to do it. But go catch a fish. It is going to have money in his mouth. Yeah, that's what he said. Go catch a fish. Open his mouth, take out the money, and go supply the need that we have today. There's a lot of things that Jesus may ask you to do that seem senseless. But just sometimes just ordinary acts that are mixed with faith produce an extraordinary result. Peter had caught a lot of fish in his life. I doubt he'd ever caught one, opened it up and said, hey, look, there's a piece of silver in here. God will give you things that you've never had before through faith. Listen, you think about it. Producing miracles that change the world are just simple acts sometimes. How many messages have been preached again about Bartimaeus because he cried out? Zacchaeus climbed a tree, got what he needed. The woman that touched his garment, uh, Jairus came to him and then stayed with him all the way home. The centurion that, that said, just speak the word just, uh, and it will be done. The blind man that went and washed, the, the people who took up their bed and walked. All these, these stories that we read about that are supposed to encourage us to do something. Peter and John took a man by the hand and said, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And immediately he leaped up and he walked. Just took his hand. Be surprised what reaching out a hand of faith will do sometimes. Just reaching out a hand of faith sometimes to somebody, to something, to your situation. Just doing something simple. Praying. yeah reading man I'm going through so I need something just start opening this word and start looking and just the simple act of reading in faith I'm looking for an answer and God will bring it to you every time man I needed a scripture one time I was thinking I I had like two words of it in my head and I was like I felt like the Lord wanted me to share I was working and I felt like the Lord wanted me to share it with this lady uh, at the house where I was at and I was like well, if that's really you, Lord, I had my little old uh, Gideon's Bible out there in the truck. And I said, just let me open it up and find it. And I opened that thing up and pow, right there, there it was. The scripture that I was looking for. They that, bear, that go forth weeping, bearing precious seeds, shall doubtless come again, rejoicing, bringing their sheaves with them. I mean, just like that. And that's what I, the Lord wanted me to tell that lady. And, and so I, I, I gave her that scripture to encourage her. And, and it's amazing just what having faith and doing something simple gave me what I needed that day. But I could have just said, "I." if it was the Lord, I would remember it. But maybe the Lord wants you to just try him. And so we can't approach faith as if it's some great weight to strain against, pushing and pulling and wearing ourselves out. Just... Sometimes just speak the word. He said, just say to the mountain, Be removed. We have authority over situations through his name and faith in his name. I mean, you know, you know, you know that there's needs in this house today. I know there are. Honey, you can come on to the music. I know that there's needs, but can Jesus see our faith when we get moving forward in our service today as we begin to worship the Lord and in times of prayer when we, we bring our prayer team up here every week and say, you know, you can come up and let one of these ladies or gentlemen pray for you in faith. And and, and, and how many times you thought, well, oh, I really need something. But did you step out? Did you come down and say, pray for me? Did you exercise the faith that you, I got faith that God can heal me or I got faith that God can do it, but yeah, but I, somebody else has probably got a bigger need than me I don't want to step out in front of everybody I get it People, I, you're not trying, but you're not trying to make a show of yourself them guys weren't trying to get a name they had no idea they were going to be recorded in the eternal word of God they didn't say hey, if we do this we'll be in the Bible forever there was no Bible we'll be preached about for thousands of years they had no idea They just knew immediately right now, here today, there's a need. Today, there's something we've got to have. Today is the day. Today is the day. I don't know where Jesus will be tomorrow. And I don't know where I'll be tomorrow. So while I have today, while I am in the house where people are gathered in his name, while I know I'm in a place where Jesus is, what will I do with my faith? Will I follow through on what I say I believe? That Jesus can do anything. Let's stand together this morning. And we're just going to pray that the Lord will just encourage us, increase our faith, and release us to act in faith. We want that follow through.